It's Kyle Bartley with a header from John Swift's free kick. Everyone knows he was pretty prolific for the Netherlands under-17s back in 2019. It's it's there! And it's George Edmondson! This is Gavin. Welcome to the Anytime Notebook podcast uh, here almost every week to review what we've seen, mark your goal scorer card for the weekend and put up some good value selections. Joining me on this Thursday night, uh, fresh off a mini midweek slate, but a good weekend to look back on last weekend, as always, John Bywater at SetPC on Twitter. John, good evening. Uh, very good evening to you, sir. Happy, uh, happy three days too late for Charlie Cresswell. That's how we shall open up this pod. Yeah, thanks for bringing that one up first. You know, you know how to cheer me up there. Oh well, you know, <laughs> it, as soon as it as soon as it went in, I could sense the eye rolls from um from your from your part of Northern England. Um, you didn't really have to sense it. I sent you a message saying "fuck the season." I think a cool finish, wasn't it? It was a, like a scramble, and, it, and then he was just there to slot it away. And but yeah, he did have another. Actually, um, it actually hit Bradshaw, and Bradshaw is now claiming it as well, just to rub oh, it. There you go. Those. So, are, I think. There I, we go. I think. Um, most people got paid out if they or oh, everyone yeah. that I knew. You'd, the still, you'd still get paid out then. Yeah. Um, he had a couple of other chances in the game as well. It wasn't just that finish as well. So uh, uh, not without um, solid reasoning was Cresswell put up last weekend. But then Julie That's obliges right. a couple of days later. And last weekend, uh, Andy Carroll was trying to kill him all game. Which... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about second minute in, he just he just basically sat on him. It was, uh, it was a good battle, that, uh, looking back at that. And Reading only had two attempts the whole game for a total of 0.06 XG, which is uh, oh, they're quite terrible, impressive. terrible, aren't they? They just look awful, Yeah, just got absolutely, uh, absolutely camped in, and Millwall got the early goal, and it was job done, as they say. Not um, Cressel didn't have any chances last weekend, but done you right in midweek. Another person that... Just we just couldn't get over the line, but was in and around a game where there was plenty of set piece action. Was um, Craig Forsyth for for Derby? Oh, good old Brucey. Well. We, we're never going to get to hear the clip. But... <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. going to think about who he's let down himself, but also fans are wanting Forsyth. to hear Bruce Forsyth montage at the start of today's pod. I think I think you've described that well. He was in and around it, but he never. <laughs> He got an assist, but he basically just whacked the ball at Sibley, who volleyed it in or something. It was, you know, it was one of those where he he, he was in the right the right sort of areas, but the ball just didn't fault him. Basically, I did note in that game one thing I did pick out was a really good about a thirty-five yard strike from our friend Cashin from Open Ooh. Play as well. Very well saved. It was a brilliant strike, so that was uh, worth looking at. But we'll, uh, did we'll manage across... did, did manage to um, sorry mate did manage to get Crawley back into form though didn't they? Um, <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> they certainly um, yeah. And uh, we should talk about Crawley a bit later on because that looks like a big game um, up against uh, Wimbledon um, this weekend. Uh, yes, but we shall come very... to that later on. Um, let's look back at uh, last weekend. And a bit of midweek action as well. Let's start off in the, we start off in the championship where Friday night, um, a new name added to the list for Stoke, who are playing well, aren't they? At the moment, they were good at good at Sunderland in midweek as well. Um, Very good. I won't, God, I won't steal your thunder. What's your 
Are you, try, are you trying to say Hoover cleaned up? Are you? Is that, is that what you yeah, I've set it up as amateur, Thank you. amateur as I could do. But he did. I mean, he arrived at the far post. Um, yeah. Both attempts, right? Cool. And um, and then then he did exactly the same in midweek and had another and scored and then had another chance. Um, he did. Very he did. similar. All open play, but it doesn't matter if he keeps scoring. We, Wasn't uh, without a chance because I'm sure, as everyone knows, he was pretty prolific for the Netherlands under 17s back in 2019. Right. So um, that's right. Always a good form guide. That always <laughs> a good form guide. <laughs> and maybe every player I look at has a good under 16, 17 record. I don't know. It must be about 25 all every game. Um, and, yeah, anything I, else I, on I, your you list? Couldn't really... <laughs> Yeah, you couldn't really see that coming, though, could you? It was one of those where I just I looked it up and I thought, where's that come from? But oh, absolutely. No, absolutely not. Um, I think you noted it as well. Very much a set-piece battle at Birmingham Rotherham. Uh, very good finish from Kevin Long, who we've hinted at a little bit, maybe once or twice of late. Uh, that was a sweetly struck finish as well, wasn't it? Plenty of strikers would yeah. have been happy with that volley into the top corner. Well, yeah, bounce first, then popped into the top corner. But, yeah, very good. And you in in the same game you had a very unlikely nearly an ex club system with Wes Harding uh, two in two hundred games had uh, two chances from corners which um, he very rarely doesn't even always go up for all of them. Um, Burnley again uh, over one and a half set play xG against Wigan. Uh, hour against 10 men in Italy. Bayer could have scored. Uh, Matson had five shots from left wing back. Both, and Roberts on the other side as well had plenty of chances, didn't he? It yes. Was, um, yeah, well, not chances. I, I had a look back at them. They were... Positions, really, yeah. Yeah, they were there. long shots from... Um, from all. I think most of them were outside the area, weren't they? But mm. Yes, there was um, another very good free kick from Perry NG for Cardiff that mm-hmm. was well saved. Um, nothing else from them, though. Uh, Preston, uh, uh, quite a, a new name to the pod anyway, Bambo Diabe. Uh, now, he's, yeah. He's, he's, yeah, he's coming to the team quite of late. He's not uh, Liam Lindsay's place, I think. And he nearly squeezed one home from a set play at the weekend. And then he had another fair chance in midweek. So he feels like he's sort of coming to the ball a little bit. He did that. I think the chance last weekend, was it at Cardiff, wasn't it? A, a nice little chance that was because he knocked it out of his feet and kind of side-footed it wide. Sorry, but it looks yeah, like Cardiff, he's, yeah. It looks like he's got a bit of presence as well. Like you said, he had a... He had a he, that was followed up a chance that he had against us as well. So That's he's right. um, he goes off a, a nice price this weekend or certainly Bambo Diaby's one to, one to keep in the notebook um, for, for a threat for Preston. Um, talking of us, yeah, yeah the, it's yeah. tricky. Yeah, right. I I was keen on Josh Eccles in midweek. I thought he'd gone under the radar a bit for for Coventry. Um, it didn't. He, he had plenty of shots last weekend in the one-one draw with Hull, where I think he was given a bit more license to to get forward. But the, the three up front didn't really work midweek against Wigan. Um, hmm. Um, who have you got? God and Maguire and and, and Jokeres. But then Ben Sheaf, who's back in the squad after injury, he's come back in and come on at half time and he kind of settles the in front of the back four a little bit more. And Eccles got a bit more forward and um he publicly stated after the whole game last week that he couldn't believe that he hadn't scored. I think he was uh, he was twenty two to one to score in midweek. I think he's about twelve this weekend, so he's um he's not under the radar, I guess, anymore. But Josh Eccles looks like he's he's certainly due. Um, anything else? Anything else? Championship wise for you? That was about it for me. 
Um, John Egan again, which um, every every week bingo card anyone. He uh, he could have equalised with the last kick of the game uh, last weekend, but the XG was high. But it's one of those where the keeper sort of smothered on top of him. He couldn't do a lot with it. He did what he could, and he was slightly unlucky, I suppose. Um, the most strange one that. Well, we kind of, I've kind of mentioned it quite a few times, but I was still surprised. Was uh, every Blackpool de- defender scoring against QPR in midweek? <laughs> um, our good friend Nelson, I won't give his first name. Uh, I must admit that that did sting a little bit, but I didn't really look at the game, so you you can't back the walls. We say the probably the most interesting one I thought was Andy Lyons, who. He's listed as a right back in most sources, which is wrong to start with. Mm. He had a good, good, uh, good scoring record in Ireland. That was as a wide midfielder. If you look at midweek, he was basically playing as a front man of a front four. They just really went for it. Uh, it was him and CJ Hamilton on each side, and then two yeah. strikers. Uh, they started Morgan Rogers, the Man City loney up front. He played really well. That's the best I've seen him play. Um, so the thing is, that's, it's completely different playing Coventry this weekend because they're not. He's not going to be as far forward. He's probably going to be more of a right wing back getting forward when he can. Mm. Uh, but the price of fourteens reflects that. I think that's just about right, really. Mm. But he, he's an interesting name because he looked like a a natural finisher, and I did manage to dig out a few of the goals in Ireland, and they, and they were, you know, good goals. Not definitely not a defender in, in any terms. I like that. Yeah, good spot. Um, anything else? Um, well, we talked about Creswell. Um, it was another peak Russell Martin, wasn't it? The, uh, the Swansea absolutely dominated that game. If you look at the metrics, mm. look at the, everything, XG, possession, shots. Uh, the, you also got the classic, which you always get with Russell Martin, with the opposition manager said they're the best team they've played this season. Um <laughs> I don't know if they. I don't know if they're doing it to wind him up. He, <laughs> yeah. But looking at the data, what um, Rowett was saying, it was correct if you if you go by that mm. because that was the most dominated Millwall have been at home. Um, but you know, it's just you just. I don't know what it is. It, it's just the way they set up. As we, I think we said way back in pre-season, didn't we? But it's a uh, indeed. Yeah, I tell you, there is there oh, is one that. Oh yeah, gone. There's another one. No, there. this was the one I was waiting for. You, you this is the um, mm. dug this out a bit. Yeah, dug it out. Someone from Watford's just um, put their name above the parapet, right? Yeah, it's the old have another look at a team closely when there's a new manager. So mm. Chris Wilde has now been at Watford for three games. Um, before he got there, Craig Cathcart was um, he had been played as a right back, which I wouldn't have chosen. Uh, not always playing all the time as well, but he's played all three 90 minutes and he's had um, two fairly good chances, a 0.27 chance in, that was in midweek. They should have hit the target with it at the very least and he had a slightly lesser chance at the weekend, but still a fairly good one. Uh, I'll talk about him again later. I was a little bit disappointed in his price, but there we go. I think he's interesting. He seems to have... Wilder seems to be putting his faith in him, as we say. Good stuff. Um, let's head down to League One then, where um, hey, Shrewsbury were good, weren't they? Che Dunkley's patience rewarded with a goal, mm. another set piece goal against uh, against Morecambe. I had a 
quick look at that game. It wasn't Dinel Simu's greatest moment. Dunkley's ran all over him to to nod in a corner to secure uh, the three points there. Struggling big time, Simu. He is, yeah. Odd that, odd that, isn't he? You know, a step up in class, I guess. It, it doesn't look like it's going to be a step up in class from where Morecambe will be next season. But um, but yeah, just completely gone off the rails, hasn't he? Um, but he was pretty. Um, Dunkley was everywhere, wasn't he? I think in that in that game, a couple of far post headers, oh, yeah. a couple of shots from set piece breakdowns, and we can add we can add rampaging run forwards from centre backs to the ever growing um, Matthew Pennington CV. Um, That's right. He's uh, the, was, he's uh, joined the uh, joined the Harvey Rogers club of just uh, running forwards. That was a entertain his yeah his shot goal was an entertaining dribble from the halfway line that took him to the edge of the box and then. Um, just struck it over, but but good to see. Um, anything top of your list in in League One? Yeah, I did. I did like uh, Dunkley's interview uh, in midweek where he said he doesn't really like scoring goals. Which uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, need, I, I need to find more players that have scored six goals this season. <laughs> defenders that that hate score. I think he said he hated scoring goals, and he's uh, quite serious. Uh, actually, it's a good interview. I've never heard him speak before, but very. Uh, Seems like an intelligent fellow, and um, I feel like he um, said he's a man of after our own heart, right? Because we don't really like backing winners. That's what. <laughs> oh yeah, and we we don't we don't like defenders that score goals, so we, we shouldn't <laughs> like him really. Yeah. He scored six. Yeah, you're allowed to score, but you're only allowed to score when when we put you up. That's how it works. Yeah. But it goes back to the what we've said many times that I mean, yeah, he had a fair scoring record, but nothing special. But he did go on to say that. Steve Cottrell basically told him when he went there that he needs to he needs to be a bigger threat from set plays uh, if if he wants to play for him basically. Mm-hmm. So he's taking it on, and um, he did say they work on it a hell of a lot, which which we know and you can tell from the results. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's interesting. It is as much the player I would say it's probably more the the team uh, for most of these players. Um, what else have we got? The uh, Mads Anderson, didn't he? Got his oh, first Mads of the sea, finally. Not a penny on, but I'm sure there'll be plenty of no, people that are No, we'd given up that ghost a Absolutely. while ago. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's good to get every single nap we've had this season score eventually. <laughs> uh, I thought that was interesting. That was Bobby Thomas's third assist in 10 games since going to Barnsley. Hmm. Um, all from open play. Crosses, deep crosses from the right side. The more I've seen of him, I think he's very good. Um, unfortunately, he's, his parent club's Burnley, so he's not going to get a look in there. Mm. Uh, looking ahead already, but next season, I can see if Barnsley go up, I think he could go back to Barnsley. But if they don't, I think he'll be going for a championship loan or championship sale. Mm. Uh, very promising player. Uh, looks like I did say at the time, I thought Plymouth would struggle a little bit without Cooper and Dan Scar. Uh, they have at times, especially against the better sides. Um, but Scar is back, I think, this weekend, which will help a lot. Absolutely. Um, John Brayford was on name on my list. Oh, yeah. um, I think he ran Dunkley close for what enterprising performances from centre backs last weekend. Um, actually, both him and uh, our old friend Sam Hughes looking a threat for Burton as they. Um, they saw off Wickham. Charlie Kirk, I, I watched a, a fair few of those chances. Charlie Kirk's come in from Charlton, hasn't he? And that looks, he looks all over some, you know, good set piece delivery for, for Burton. And um, Brayford and Hughes are 
no doubt going to be the beneficiaries in the next few weeks. I, I do gather John, our friend of the show, uh, Steve Freeth, was at Cheltenham. We, you know, John Brayford well I sent me a picture. I don't think John was happy that he was carrying my money uh, in midweek. So apologies, John, but I should be a little bit more. Um, so, I should be a little more subtle. He obviously, li- he obviously listens regularly. So. <laughs> I think when it's shoved in front of him, but hey, look, Gav's put you up. That might be. Um, that might be what it oh, was, fair. but um, I shall be I shall be more subtle with my um my financial interests going forward. But he they him and Hughes remain on the list and um should get plenty of chances come their way. Uh, what else? Chris Ferrino um followed yeah. up. Well, he had a, he had a goal against Fleetwood, didn't he for for Wickham? But then another a couple of chances as as Wickham were chasing that game against Burton. Um, and then, uh, then I did dig, dig, dig out a new name. I got very excited. The, the first Gibraltar player mentioned uh, on the pod, uh, TJ Debar. Oh, yes. Um, and uh, I f- fear not, listeners, I spent at least half an hour digging before I realised <laughs> I realised he was a striker. I, was getting very, I looked at his picture and I thought, oh, he looks like a centre-back. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, got, got, I thought, well, he come on at 70 minute, comes on, two chances from a corner, could have scored. Looks absolute monster. Um, then I looked at his Gibraltar record. Oh, he scored about six goals for Gibraltar. That's good. Um, yes, he's a striker. And he uh, he played midweek. <laughs> well, he played midweek just behind the front man. He's, um, he is absolutely massive if you see him. But no interesting nonetheless. But he's no, he's no good to us. Um. You picked out Josh Earl for Fleetwood, who had a uh, another couple of chances. Not not always on, yes. on the list, is he? But he, um, I thought bit he was a, a bit of a flatterer in my books, Josh Earl. But I could be wrong. He, um, yeah, you've got another one from that game that I looked at this weekend closely, but I was really dis- disappointed with the price. Was a William Forrester for Port Vale? For Vale, yeah, yeah. If you look at his. He's not he's not played that many ninety minutes until last probably four or six weeks. Uh two goals this season, relatively limited games. Um been on a good little run the last few weeks, but I was mm. surprised he's only twelve's best. That was a bit oof. He was we get we had about yeah, I remember about a month ago. We 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 only had a couple of weeks where it was you know that's about twelve's about the price Nathan Smith goes off most weeks, isn't it? We had, yeah, we had a couple of weeks where he was an outlier there when they both probably had Obviously, a, yeah. Uh, I think he scored. Him. He did score about a month ago, didn't he? I'm sure he did. But um, yeah, of course he did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> before I noticed him. <laughs> but uh, too, but, too yeah, late now. It's too late now. It's too late now. Um, our old friend Jarrell uh, Quansar, who that I'm going to stop talking. Oh, you about got to him, talk about him. You got to talk about him. Another chance. Um, actually, I wrote down I, a lot of these notes I've shared in the um. In the blog post that I put up this week, if you if you wanted to go and have a if this if this stumbling through notes wasn't helping you and you just wanted to read it in in um, literary format, um, head to the head to the website. But yeah, he um, he's beating the keeper and uh, just failed to get the ball out of his feet and could have easily have kind of slotted it home. But there's about ten defenders on the line. But he remains of interest. Another header blocked in midweek as well. The price is getting less and less and less. I think I haven't had a look for this week because he, he wasn't on the list. I think they've got... Do you say they were Ipswich or something like that? Uh, uh, oh, no, a home against Portsmouth. 
About um, 16 to 1 is the best you're going to get this week. I mean, it'll be covered somewhere, but nothing yeah. that we can say that hasn't been said already. He remains on the list and um, should go in soon enough. Um, check out that blog post if you can, because I, I, I downloaded a, I had far too much time on my hands this week, so I downloaded a, a, a sack full of data. But of all of those under the radar, yeah, Quansar and um, Riley Towler, probably the two that are, that are towards the end of the season. If they carry on in their current trajectory, then they're going to have kind of XG up there with kind of the likes of Raggett and Piergiani and... Sweeney and all of those lot, but we've slightly under the radar now. But we can expect them to um to make hay. We just need to make sure we got money on at the right time, which is the puzzle that is tough to solve in this game. Uh, John, anything else in League One? Um, Accrington Pompey game midweek was quite interesting. Um, just for a change, Accrington got someone sent off again. Um, and it was, again, the keeper, Jensen. He's having a mad few weeks. He's a promising keeper, but I don't know what he was doing here. That was after 12 minutes. Now, considering that, I thought he played really well. Um, lost 3-1. I said to you, Harvey Rogers was smashed off the boards, and I couldn't believe it, I mean, midweek into about 8-1. to um, But he was very good here. He's mm. popping up from open play. Again, set plays. Uh, someone else popped up in that game. But I'm going to mention him later. That'll get the uh, the fans excited. <laughs> uh, an Accrington nap after I've been slagging them off for about a month. <laughs> yeah, we don't like to be too predictable. Everyone's guessing who it is now. There's only a there's only um there's only a couple of options. <laughs> there's only one it yeah. could be. Yeah. <laughs> Should we uh, let's head down into League Two where um. Oh, it was a, a a good weekend for Sam Stubbs again. Well, not good because he didn't open his account, but he had a few chances. I was slightly disappointed with the with the price he is this weekend, but he's had a half volley that went straight to the keeper. He's and Sam Stubbs. What we mentioned, Quansar. We had Charlie Cresswell as well. These are all people on the you know we put a notebook list towards the start of March to say players to follow during this month. He was a he was another yeah. one on those. Um, the Jew list. The Jew list. Yeah. Um, right. I remember when we mentioned um, who's the Hartley Paul? Edon Pruti. He nodded Edon a corner Pruti. just wide first. We mentioned him as soon as he popped up a couple of weeks ago, but he um, he nodded a, a corner just wide at the weekend as well. You mentioned Joseph Aluwu a couple of weeks ago for Doncaster. And if you were looking for good old fashioned. Oh centre-half, busy-body, in-the-box type performance, then Alua was the one. He had a good far-post header and another, I say another, it's been a, it seemed to have had a deluge of centre-halves with overhead kicks over the last few weeks, but um, he, he was one who had another. Um, John, League Two, what, was it, what floated your boat in League Two this week? Well, we've got, go back to good old Stockport, who we uh, have been sort of flirting with a little mm. bit. Now, your namesake limped off after 20 minutes here. Uh, it looked quite bad, but from what I've read, it was only a rolled ankle. I think he'll be back for the weekend, which was a little bit annoying because his replacement, Ryan Johnson, had yet another decent chance, um, which, he, which, as I mentioned before, he's been getting a lot of chances since mm. Horsfield's been away, but he will, he will not play if Horsfield plays, so probably irrelevant but worth checking it on the off chance horseful doesn't start indeed um i think his price is about 16 which is just about okay uh wimbledon continue to 
drop down the old table. Um, I thought Aaron Pierre looks a shadow of the Shrewsbury model. Uh, I don't know what's. I, I think we've realised why Sutton didn't put up a fight to keep him. Uh, he very flat-footed for the first goal. I don't know if it was a match fitness thing. He just sort of stood there and looked at the bloke. Um, There's lots of content in there. Wimbledon. I don't know whether I've followed a load of kind of fan pages on Twitter the last few weeks, but there's a lot of content. I was reading a blog today. I forget the gentleman who does it, but someone like, someone I know we've mentioned on the on the pod before. But yeah, absolutely. Look, you know, they they look like they're in Plough Lane by the numbers, it was it? Might, it might, I don't think it was. I don't think it was him, but it might be the other one. Uh, <laughs> McDaw. That was McDaw, it. McDaw. McDaw. Yeah. McDaw. Good evening, if you. He, if he, he, lo- he loves Wimbledon. Mick. He loves them. He- <laughs> He's, uh, but he, yeah, he, he's he's absolute passion. He's very, he's a good follow. He um he's very um he's sort of emo- emotional, but he does have the he does make some good points. So. Uh, yeah, yeah well, it's always be. some good content coming out from um. You have to you have to pick and choose wisely, don't you? With with all that fan content that comes out across the EFL, but when you find one, the, the, the stuff coming out of Wimbledon bloggers at the moment does feel particularly insightful and is useful for um. Objective observers uh, such as us, but yeah, looks. Um, I'll be against Wimbledon this weekend. I'll talk a bit more about that in a couple of minutes. Um, I thought there was a player that was um, interesting for them for Wimbledon, who mm. is Leicester Loney Casey McAteer. Ooh, okay. Now I've got the feeling that Johnny Jackson either signed him, didn't know a lot about him, or doesn't like him because he's hardly played him. If you're loaning in a, a loney from Leicester, then to League Two, they want him to play, don't they? Absolutely. You're not, you're not going there to sit on the bench. I mean, he's played a little bit some uh, spits and spurts, but again, reading some of the bloggers we've mentioned, there's been a few rumblings about a fallout, etc. I don't know anything about that, but he did have. He only came on second half last weekend. He had four shots for point three two in the forty five minutes there. Mm. Now, he started in midweek and did play the 90 minutes against Newport. He started behind the striker and he had one good chance early on. Um, it, they played Crawley this week, as, as you're going to get involved in that game. Not really been missed in the market, sadly, now, because probably because he was more advanced. But I think I think there's something about him. He, he looks like he likes his shot. He looks athletic. And again, from reading some of the comments, again, that... It, I think there's a lot more to give there. So if he does get a run, I'll be keeping an eye on him in the future. Very good. I um I noticed after flippantly whining about Northampton fullbacks a few weeks ago. Um, unfortunately, that preceded Ali Colcoy being ruled out for the season and Aaron McGowan picked up a red card. So after me moaning about lack of productivity from Cobblers fullbacks, Ryan Haynes has come in. Harvey Linter on the other side as well. Um, let's talk about Ryan Haynes. I, I thought just a couple of pot shots in midweek. Nothing to write home about, but Hayes, um, he was out injured for a while and just couldn't get in the side. A player that I do like, saw him plenty at Cov. I'm convinced he's the biggest threat of all the fullbacks, but yeah, he was he was one to take note of this weekend, and um, I'll talk a bit more about him as the Cobblers host crew uh, mm. a little bit later on. Uh, John, anything else to say about League Two? Oh, we got lots to say, Gav. But does anyone <laughs> want to hear it? We'll carry we'll carry on. He, um, I thought Gillingham very good set piece here. Uh, Alex McDonald, is it? Yeah. Um, Brilliant deliveries, uh, and there was some really good moves. But where Max Amar 
has like diverted the man away from Sean Williams, the very much a veteran. I think he's thirty-seven. Um, yeah, so actually, I remember yeah. those. Yeah, I remember those highlights. Now you say them, yeah, they were. Yeah. He had a couple of chances in a year before he stuck. And away. and Masterson scored as well um, late on. So Williams has got two now in the last month. He, he's rolling back the years a little bit. Class act in midfield mm. just dictates the game at that level when he's on when he's on it, and he seems to be at the moment. So they're worth looking at the. Uh, you already mentioned Sam Stubbs, the edge of the box cracker for Jack Armour. We're going back a few months oh. for Jack Armour. Um, First few weeks of the season, wasn't it? Jack yeah, Armour. I yeah. saw someone say it was lucky. I don't know what they were watching, um, but there we go. That was a good finish. Uh, yeah, it's fantastic. The just a couple from midweek. Uh, th- this one's for the Montserratian transmitter. Yeah, uh, <laughs> le- lesser spotted. <laughs> Thank, thank you, listener. You're out there. Um, Donovan Daniels, I can't say it now. Two attempts against Swindon. First time he's popped up for a little while. And the someone who actually scored a goal, which you know don't like to mention too often, but uh, getting a few mentions lately, Michi Effete for Grimsby. Yes. Uh, this Yeah, this was a really good goal. He, he, he took a risk from a goal kick. He bombed forward and he was... He went ahead of the target man. He flicked it on and found himself one-on-one with the keeper. But the finish told you everything from the edge of the area. If you'd never seen him play before, you'd say that's a striker or an attacking player. It's funny. He had a he had a similar... He passed me by. I wrote it. His name popped up on the blog in midweek because he'd had another chance last yeah. weekend. Uh, well, yeah, he, he it was just a, it was just a throw in, and he he kind of found himself free in the area, turned and had a, another decent shot. Like I said, a, a chance from open play. I think we were talking about him last week in relation to someone else, kind of big aerial yeah, threats. Compared from him White to Pass. someone, um, yeah, I can't remember. I'm not sure we can claim uh, that as an assist, but we mentioned, we mentioned <laughs> he, him and then he scored. What more do you want, listeners? We say the names. Yeah, we can't. We <laughs> just say every name. But I, th- I think he's. Um, I think he's 26, but he's had a sort of strange career. He went to Iceland, the Icelandic league from Norwich, when he got released. Then he came back and he's played non-league for like five different teams. Uh, obviously ended up at Grimsby and gone up the levels with them. But I've, I don't know if it's just when I've seen him, but I think I've seen him three times. And he he looks at least a League One player to me. He's, he still looks like he's got more to offer as well. So I think he's an interesting name. Glowing praise from from John there. He looks at least a League One player. I like it. <laughs> oh, that's OK. He's a League Two at the moment. So <laughs> I'm not going to say he's a Premier League player. That's a lot of these a lot of these people I, I, fo- I follow on Twitter. Every player is a Premier League player. No one's ever bought Which, uh, No one's ever bought anyone that's not been, yeah, couldn't play at a higher no. level. Um, should we talk about, before, I tell you, before we head on, should we talk about like who we could have backed? Because my first starting point this week was... I must have written it down up? about Ooh. I must have written down about five or six names, and then looked at the price and thought, ah, I can't. So they're the ones that I spoke about first. Um, anyone that nearly made week, your list? Yeah. Sorry, John. Yeah, anyone that nearly made your list? No, it's just that sort of week. I, I did. I struggled to really sort of differentiate between about ten I had written down, and I've just gone on price, which you should always go on. But mm. a lot of them were. Uh, a few that were close, right? Uh, Dan Ballard again for Sunderland, but they're playing Luton, who seem to have like block- blockaded their mm-hmm. goal for the last few months. He just can't get involved with them. Um, the previously mentioned Craig Cathcart, 
now they're playing Wigan, um, Watford. I don't know, 14s, it's just not... When I, I tell you why, because I thought his career record was a lot better than it is. Um, hmm. 14, in, 14 in 400, I don't know. Um, I, I just had a... Did Fatine had a few chances, that, didn't he? Mike Fatine yeah. had a few chances. I can't remember where they were... I can't remember uh, us being a threat yeah. from corners, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and, and that's the other thing. I, I watched the second half of that game and I thought, even though you were the better side, I thought Wigan, they're, de- they're definitely putting it all in, aren't they, mm. for um, the new manager. I thought they were quite dogged um, mm. and, and fairly well organised. So I wouldn't. I was quite impressed with, um, not from set play, from uh, Charlie Hughes, actually, at the, at the back. Yeah. Seems, uh, seems to... Definitely got some promise there, as we mentioned recently. Uh, League One, I was hoping that the layers may have forgot who Dan Scar is. But, um, <laughs> or, or if I call it, I haven't called him Dan Byrne yet this week. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's where you're going wrong. That's it. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that, that would help. But I mean, coming back to a game at home to Forest Green looks ideal. Oh, yeah. After a few months out, but eight to one, I just sighed. I thought, yeah, he's never going to be big, but I thought he might get twelves, fourteens, but we're not going to. Um, earlier mentioned Ryan Johnson for Stockport, but I don't think he'll play. And again, the Gillingham prices. Uh, Williams is quite short now, but Masterson and Amar top price both twenty fives at Walsall, which is probably okay actually. So mm. they were close. I started off thinking I wanted to pack a Derby threat against Fleetwood, but then ended up liking more Fleetwood players than Derby prices. I thought um, you mentioned Josh Earl, not without a squeak in the last month or two, should have scored with a a free header against Vale in the week or in, uh, last weekend. Uh, he goes off at twenty eight to one. I've got here. I haven't checked these prices for a few hours. Uh, Sarpong Weirdo as well. Is it Weirdo? 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 Loves a pot shot anyway. Yeah, he was a not big sure. Price he well. loves a shot. Yeah. It did, it did feel like a. I spoke a bit about it earlier. It did feel like a weekend of big matchups. You've got that Bristol Rovers and Quansar versus Towler and Raggett of Portsmouth. You've also got big one in, in League Two, which is Carlisle and Stevenage. So Mellish and Feeney against um Piergiani oh. and Sweeney in League Two, which looks uh, looks a big I think well in fact I don't I don't think I can probably guess that Sweeney's probably the biggest price out of those four. Um we spoke about Sam Stubbs fourteens was um short enough against Hartlepool. I think the opposition, obviously, a key contributory factor to, to that price. But there's something galling, isn't there, about, you know, we, we happily put him up two weeks ago against Colchester at 16. Still hasn't scored. Still not kind of doing much. A few chances here or there. But, you know, they, they cut his price a couple of points and it should make all the difference. It's a slippery old slope, isn't it, if you start accepting shorter prices than you want. And such was the case for Sam McClelland as well, who I've, I've liked in recent weeks for Barrow. But they're at Harrogate. He's another one. 18 to 1. I look back through the through the notes. 18 to 1 a fortnight ago when we put him up against Warsaw. Done nothing since, but 12s is the best price against Harrogate this weekend. So um, there you go. And who else did I have? Oh, um, we spent far too long talking about Cambridge in the in the last month, but Charlton were giving up yes. plenty to... Who did they give up? Uh, Farron Warson had a couple of chances in midweek and Harvey Rogers prior to that for Accrington. I thought 18 to 1 for... Michael, not Mark Morrison. Looks one of the better prices. And, and what, what else have you got going for you in that game with uh, Michael Morrison against Charlton? Think about it. What is it, ex-player? Yeah, ex-club system. There you go. go. There. Yeah. 
Uh, I got excited about another X Club system, but you correctly corrected me at the start of the pod before we started recording. I thought Connor Wood might have been able to play for Colchester against Orient this weekend, and he's had a few chances from left wing back, but he doesn't, uh, and rightly so. Um, should we move on to our naps and our next bests, John? Um, me going first didn't work out for us last week. Do you want to head us off? Yeah, we, we've ditched that system then. That's, uh... <laughs> That's right. The system that really works is the one where none of us go, <laughs> but, but, but one, yeah, but one right. of us will have to. No, no bet. No bet is the system. <laughs> That's right. The, um, the nap is um, not just an excuse for me to say what's it all about, but it's uh, Alfie, jo- <laughs> Alfie Jones for Hull at Reading, 28 to 1. Um, this is not a repeat. I think this is the third week in a row I've opposed Reading. It's not actually worked out yet, but I'm convinced it will do shortly. Um, the main reason I looked at this game first was I've noticed noticed recently that Jacob Greaves has been benched for Hull. Uh, that leaves a, a vacancy for a defender to step up for Hull because Greaves was getting a lot of the chances when he was playing. Um, as was shown in the excellent download that Gav put on the blog, which is well worth checking out, as he said earlier. Uh, Alfie Jones has got a pretty good XG for the season, 2.85. He's played 33 of the games, but he's certainly not played every minute of every game. So that's that's a fair return. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, he hasn't scored a goal. You know, we don't don't actually... (laughs) We don't like like goals. But he's... um, I think he's... I think he's growing as a player slightly and he seems very established now, which he wasn't at the start of the season. Uh, we know all about Reading. I won't go on about them again, but Loom, uh, Loom was suspended after midweek after a, a stupid sending off who seems to be quite a key man in the anchor role as well. So that's another, another player missing for them to add to the list. And it, it's just the price that I looked at and thought, hmm, that is... That's definitely well, it's too big for me. So Alfie Jones at twenty eight to one for Hull. What's it all about, Alfie? Indeed, uh, I'll head to Wimbledon Crawley. Wimbledon Crawley looks like notebook game of the day. Probably second behind that Carlisle Stevenage game. Um, I thought perhaps Crawley here just in a good place following their win at Harrogate and um, bucking the trend midweek. Our old friend Ludwig Franchelitti uh, popped up in that with a with a fierce near post header that just went over. I thought he was a runner here at 22s. Hauled off after an hour a couple of weeks back in the 5-2 defeat to Carlisle. He's been sat on the bench uh, watching on. Uh, you know, seemed to have been, um, you know, put at fault for, for, for conceding plenty at Carlisle a couple of weeks ago. But then Joel Lynch's red card at Sutton and he comes back in and you always think maybe he's got a bit to prove and he's had a couple of chances, as we said. Good performance as well in the in the three one win over Harrogate. This is, we do like a good redemption story here and um and, and here's a here's a good one. I think the price is a good one against the Wimbledon side. They couldn't get out of their own way midweek. They let Harry Charlie poke in from a corner against Newport. They gave George Miller acres from a free kick against Doncaster the game before that as well, which is a similar game when all those um, Joseph Aluwu chances came up as well. Um, as you said, John, I shared a huge chunk of data this week. And if you're looking at, if you're looking at centre-halves in the EFL... And you're looking at the raw data behind their performances. You know, we, we've done this for for a fair few years. When you look back at the end of the season, the the key figure for me when you're looking at xG per ninety, anything above 0.1, you're 
it doesn't sound a lot in terms of you know what no, kind right, of xgs right. are going around but th- those players there's normally just half a dozen or so that end up and it's you know if you look at it this season it's your usual suspects Piergiani, sweeney feeney harbottles in there as well fantasy is still in that group after 26 appearances so there's not many of those that you know qualify and they've played over 20 games this season you know so I, he is he, he is still a key threat for me um, and I think I think he can he can turn out to be a key threat against a, a Wimbledon side. Uh, there was a bit of twenty fives about earlier this afternoon, but that's all gone. It wasn't all me, I assure you. But twenty twos is still a good price. So um, Ludwig Franchility twenty twos for Crawley against Wimbledon. Where are we going next, John? Well, if, if you're not sure, then you head back to Accrington. It's, yes, uh, indeed. It's, it's, it's really served me so well earlier in the season. Not. But we're going. We're going back to Accrington, and we're going to a player I've always been a fan of. I've always spoken, spoken, <laughs> spoken. I can't say it. Spoken highly of him since he joined from non-league, and it's. Please don't boo everyone. It's Doug Tharm at twenty-two to one for Accrington against MK Dons. Mm-hmm. Now, um, as I'm saying it, I'm questioning this, but we'll, we'll go along with it. Yet another six-pointer for both sides here. We, We've said that for about the last month, haven't we, for Accrington and all the games. <laughs> but this, you picked out, you picked out when was it? Sack Jules was injured. Yes, yeah. For MK Dons. Now, if you look at the results, it looks like they're coping with the very much lack of numbers they've got in defence. But a bit of a, I'll put up the counter argument to that. They haven't had a very hard fixture run at all. And I'm not pretending Accrington are great, but. Look at the size they've played of late. They're, yeah. they're no great set play shakes. So I don't think that's been tested yet. Cambridge last week. Now, we mate, were big on Cambridge, yeah. weren't we? Yeah. Yeah. And, they, and that was a very low XG game, it I was, think, from yeah. both. There was nothing in it. It was a. Um, which is, you know, you can get those games and that could happen here easily. But what what's drawn me to the game is. I think that midweek performance from Accrington suggested they're they're back at it as a side, which is how they have to play uh, high tempo, aggressive, on the front foot, and they were on the front front foot with ten men for eighty five minutes, and they were I don't know if they're the better side, but they're very competitive. Mm. Now, if you look at three of Accrington's last four games, set play XG as a team. 0.5 against Pompey with 10 men, as I mentioned, 0.47 versus Charlton and 0.59 against Forest Green. Now, that's very good. That's back to the early season when they were creating the, those sort of numbers regularly. Now, why I think that's happened is a lot of the injuries have come back. They've got Tharm himself has come back about three weeks ago. Further up the pitch, Tommy Lee's back in regularly now. He's very good in the air. Uh, Harvey Rogers improving all the time and more and more of a threat. But now they've got a few a, th- a few threats floating around, and they've also got Michael Nottingham back on the bench, who yeah. is a regular scorer. Now there is a I don't know a small chance, probably a fair chance that Nottingham might even come back in here. If uh, if he replaces Tharm, I'd quite happily switch in Michael Nottingham at twenty. So if that happens, he'll be my next best. But I don't think they'll drop Tharm because he was quite good midweek. Uh, I should mention he, he hit the bar midweek as well, Tharm. So yes, I saw that. Yeah. There we go. So I think I'm saying it's a great price. It's just about okay for me. So Doug Tharm, 22 to 1 for Accrington. 
Doug Tharm is a warm order. Can I get away with that? <laughs> Doug Tharm, Tharm, um, Not quite. Val's in the wrong If place. he scores, he can get away with anything. And, uh, <laughs> <he's here. laughs> Let's, uh, I'm going to, of all the prices, I thought this Ryan Haynes one, which I spoke a little bit earlier, it does look very fair. Um, Northampton host crew this weekend. Um, so Haynes is a bigger price here than, than all of all of those, those back three, Dice, Sherring, Guthrie, um, all I think they go off a little bit shorter as they should do but I think the emergence of that back three I think Dice played really well I think he had his first start at Sixfields last weekend but I think that's good news that's good news for for, for, for rampaging fullbacks from a from a cobbler's point of view and Haynes and Lintock can you know both comfortable up and down those flanks but I think Haynes in particular much better as a wing back than a fullback this time last year John he's in the middle of a four goal in eight start streak for Newport when he's come on against Crawley a couple of games ago that's his first football since November as we said he's been injured but just not getting back in the side as well because you know cobblers are, are winning all of these games I think this is this 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 change and this fact that, that um, John Brady's had to move things around that's not a bad thing for, for cobblers who can now approach the last 12 games of the season with a bit of you know a bit of fresh legs which Haynes gives them um, I think he can be a big part of that run in, but you know they can they can they can attack the latter part of the season as well. I think a nice spot here. Crew conceded over two and a half goals xG in each of their last three games, the highlight of which was what a couple of games ago that four three win over Salford. Um, so I think a game with plenty of chances, a game which should see a, a high xG. Haynes getting up and down that left hand side, like I said, a couple of pot shots. Um, in the week, which nothing to write home about, but just just showcase the fact that he is a threat from um, from left wing back. Haynes to write the manual for the Cobblers fourteen to one. That'll do me for the for the puns this weekend. What have we got? Ryan Haynes fourteen to one. Ludwig Franchelitti at twenty twos. John, you put up Doug Farm at twenty twos for Accrington. And what's it all about? Alfie Jones twenty eights versus Hull. Sounds like a. It sounds like a. You know, at least a couple of winners there to me, John. Yeah, probably um, expected winners 2.8 I'm going for. Excellent. I will. A hearty sell. A hearty <laughs> sell. Um, <laughs> I think we'd take that. I think we'd snap your arm off there that. There we go. John, um, looks a good... Not often that we um, you know, approached each of the last weekends with not looking for uh, too many opportunities. There were plenty about this weekend. There looked some good matchups. Difficult to find a price that's, that you can get your teeth stuck into, but I think we found a, I found a few there. Um, we'll do it all again next week. Thanks for joining us, John. We'll speak soon. Thanks for having me, mate. Yeah, talk to you next week. Yeah.